Welcome everybody. I'm here today with Andy Patel, who is a solutions engineer at VMware. And she's also the co-creator of Paperless Games, an amazing online mystery game that you should all try. Welcome. Hiya, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to uh, talk to you all today. Such a pleasure, Anvi. Maybe we could start off with you telling me a little bit about yourself, about your life, about your family background. Yeah, sure. So I am, like you said, a solution engineer at VMware. Uh, I started um, on a graduate program in 2019. So I've been here for just over two years now. Uh, I also did an internship uh, here at VMware. So that's the reason, one of the reasons why I came back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also co-created Paveless Games, uh, something that I created during lockdown. Uh, was I'm really into uh, board games, you could say. I love playing board games with my friends. And then when we went to lockdown, it was a bit sad because I couldn't play with them. So I thought, why not make a cool game online where we can just, you know, go hop on a Zoom and play some games. And it kind of went really crazy from there. Like everyone loved it. And then everyone wanted to play it. And I was like, oh my God, like this is not what I expected at all. So yeah, now um, that's available for everyone. Um, in terms of family, I have a one sister who's three years younger than me. And I just, and I live with my parents, uh, small family, but uh, very cute. <laughs> okay, so you already mentioned that um, you did an internship and the graduate program at VMware. What is your education background? So did you always know you wanted to go into IT? Because obviously you already have a quite a long career for such a young woman in <laughs> IT. Um, is that something you always wanted to do? Is it something your parents supported? Um. I never even knew I uh, well like what I do now existed. I didn't think I would ever be doing what I'm doing now. Uh, my background was so I went to like a, just a normal school, then I went to high school, and we have a thing called A levels here. So you pick like three subjects and you take them further to study. And at the time, I was really into like maths, uh, art, and I really liked IT as well. Um, so I went with that path. Uh, IT went quite well for me, um, but I never knew what I would do with it because. Yeah, I, I, I really wasn't sure. So the thing is, I never in my uh, entire like career journey, I knew what I wanted to do. I just went with what am I good at? And what do I enjoy? And that kind of helped me towards my next step, which was like university. Um, so when I went to university, I looked for things which would uh, ideally give me a good job, um, something that I could do. And everyone was like, Oh, you're quite creative, you're good at maths. Why didn't you do computer science? And I was like, Okay, that kind of combines the two things I like. So why not? Um, so I went to City University in London and I studied computer science. Uh, it was a bit of a shock because it wasn't anything like I expected. Uh, I thought it was more like, I don't know, designing things and all sorts, but it was more around uh, coding, um, which FYI, I'm awful at. So, um, but I managed to somehow uh, get over that. But yes, uh, so I studied computer science. Uh, in terms of my parents, I'm actually like the first person to go to university out of my whole family so um they had very high hopes of course uh, they wanted me to uh, do really well um, when i said i'll go into probably it they were quite confused um because they expected like normal asians you're either like a doctor or like if you're if you're a guy you're an engineer um so when i said it they were like what, what can you do with that like what's that and i was just like no it's, it's super cool i can get a job in that don't worry it's something i enjoy but it's not like you know i'm 
I'm not wasting. I, I promise you I'll do well. And they were supportive, but it was just very new to them. You know, first one being going to university, first one and like in my whole like, like extended family even, first one to go into something like IT, you know? So it was a bit of a, a confusing thing. Um, one thing I didn't mention as well. So uh, after my A-levels, because I didn't do so well, I tried to go into a foundation year. But I did have, so I'm talking so much, I did have the choice um, to either go straight into a university degree um, at a university that I wasn't too fond of going to because it was quite far. Um, it didn't have the best reviews in terms of, you know, um, like getting a job afterwards and how the curriculum was. Or I could do a foundation year at, like, like as a city university, which was one of my choices. Um, so my parents were very confused again, saying, why aren't you going straight into first year with everyone else? Why are you opting for the foundation year? And it, I was like, I really feel like this is the best choice for me. And it, again, it took a while for them to understand that just because I'm going to a foundation year, which was which was like in their eyes, like completely failure. They were like, everyone's going to be a year, year ahead of you. You're going to you know, do a foundation year. It doesn't look great. And I was like, don't worry, um, that's not the case at all. Um, there's a lot of people who do foundation years. And if I do a foundation year in this, I'll, I'll, I'll be more prepared for university. If I go straight into university, I might even fail that as well, because obviously I didn't do so well at my A-levels. Um, so in the end, um, I went and did my foundation year, I did really well. Uh, first year again was amazing. Second year is when that coding thing came back. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very intense coding, did not like it at all uh i kind of just about scraped to pass but at that point i really thought i was going to drop out i was like I, I don't think i can do it it isn't for me and i was really close to dropping out but then my partner he got an internship at um one an, at, at, at an it company and i was like oh i want to do an internship so that's when i started applying for internships i landed at vmware which was amazing and i think when i did my internship i realized wow there's so much you can do with it like you don't need to be able to code and there's a really cool company that i would love to come back to and on it i like i hand on heart like um if i didn't uh like how do i say if i didn't do this internship i probably wouldn't have finished my degree like the reason why i went back and completed my third year and did really well my third year actually was because i got that passion back up for IT again. And that's only because of my internship at VMware. And I'm not trying to promote anything, but that was genuinely <laughs> the case for me. Uh, but yeah, long story short, that was my career journey, I mean, my educational background. That's so interesting. I mean, especially the fact that you nearly failed your studies because of coding, which is in, uh, incidentally what people think about when you tell them that you're in IT. So, oh, she's somebody who knows how to program really well. Actually, I don't either. I did learn it, but I'm not really good at it. So, and I also didn't enjoy it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's an interesting story that um, this preconceived notion of what it means to be in IT, which um, is reinforced uh, throughout the study, could actually lead you to, to choose something else or fail in your study, which would be, have been a really sad thing because you're obviously really passionate about this. And, um, and it also shows, I think, that there are some aspects of a certain topic that you are passionate about that you might not enjoy. So that you can always still find a place within that, that area like you did now. So um, when you finished the study, did you immediately go into the graduate program here at VMware? Um, so 
another thing I forgot to actually mention, uh, during my internship, I did project management as, um, as my internship. And when I finished my degree, I actually applied to come back as a project manager. But unfortunately, at that time, they didn't have that role for graduates. And um, that's when one of the recruiters came out to me and said, oh, there's this role called system engineering. It's, it's a bit more technical, um, but I think you're the right fit. And, I was, and at that time, I was like, oh, I've heard about this during my internship. It is a little bit more technical, but I think I can do it. So then I applied. Um, it went really well. Like I really uh, thought this was like perfect for me. But then I didn't get selected either. So that was like, oh, no. Uh, I was a bit upset because um, unlike... I do, I don't recommend this, but I was one of those people who applied to maybe like three or four graduate schemes and that's it. Like, um, I was very, very selective in what I chose. Um, so yeah, I didn't get it, but then uh, I was placed as a reserve. And then a few days later, they actually called me back and said, actually, we'd love to offer you the job. And I was like, yeah, perfect, this is perfect. <laughs> but you do get that self-doubt that, oh, um, just because I missed it, am I not good enough or mm-hmm. like, can I still do this? Because I think I can. But um, yeah, but in the end, I went for it. And I went for the graduate scheme. Amazing. It was based, it was in Ireland, I spent uh, a year and a half in Ireland, did my um, did the whole graduate program, they taught me about the products, the solutions, uh, I got to meet loads of people around the world. It was a love, it was like, uh, being at university again. Um, but actually getting paid to be at university, if, if you could say. <laughs> It was it was a lovely experience, um, but yeah, that's how I ended up at the graduate program. And then after that, I went into um, a field role. So now I'm back in London uh, doing doing the solution engineering role. So um, that's an interesting story around um, you know how you feel when you get rejected for a certain position or role you apply to, and I think that is an experience that all of us have to make throughout our professional life, right? That we try something and then we fail at achieving it, be it um, a degree, a certificate. There are a lot of certificates that you have to get, and sometimes you fail the test, right? And there's always this moment of doubt, but um, how did you, I mean, you obviously you got lucky <laughs> and a few days yeah. after that, that moment went away, but, but how did you, how did you cope with that? You know, with, with uh, failing what you tried to achieve? Um, so I think I mentioned a few things, but um, like every time I failed, it, it does feel awful. I'm not going to say, sit here and be like, oh, it's amazing. Um, but like, once you come out of that failure, you realize that that was all part of the journey, growing, becoming better. Um, so I do think like, if I didn't try and fail, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Um, but yeah, to overcome it, it's, I feel like everyone will go through the standard phase of not feeling great, which is completely normal. Um, but after that, I, I, I'm someone who doesn't just want to sit there and be like, okay, I'm just gonna give up. I, I, I really just go, I'm gonna, um, I'll be like, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna try again, I'm gonna try again. Like, uh, quick story uh during my internship years i did apply for another company and they rejected me because i was very um animated you could say like oh i was too professional for them and i was like okay cool that's fine and i was like uh there was a sense of you know what i know i can do this i know i can get an internship somewhere and i'm not going to change who i am for it um if i have the right skills i can do the job why should i not be able to get a job somewhere so then uh that kind of drove me like every time someone said rejected me i was like no but i know i can do it so i'll just keep trying and trying and trying and i i know i got lucky but i feel like if you keep trying you'll get to some place where you will feel happy um 
but yeah uh also it's important that um i i think i've um i've, I've seen a lot where you see a lot of let's say college people uh, college graduates or something i uh, drop out and they become and then they become like i don't know the ceo of a new company or you see all these success stories and um i feel like that's an extreme as well like um just because that didn't happen to you doesn't mean you're a failure at the same time you see or maybe um a 14 year old who is now employed at, i don't know google because they're the best coder they've ever seen like really super super smart and you're like i'm never going to um be successful because i'm not like super smart nor did i get super like uh, I, I wasn't lucky enough or didn't work hard enough or uh, whatever to become the ceo of microsoft or something you know um i feel like a lot of people have their own failures and everyone uh, if you manage to overcome them um you feel that sense of achievement. Um, I think the reason I, I'm so happy to say it's just for people out there who've had the ordinary failures, you could say, um, it's fine. You don't need to be the best at anything. You don't, you don't need to, um, fail to like always succeed after. It's just every little thing that you failed at, it's, it helps you grow to be the person that you are now. Like right now I can like say that I, I do a job which I really enjoy. I'm pretty, uh, not to boast, but I do think I'm pretty good at it. Um, and I wasn't, like I said, I, I wasn't the person who got straight A's. Um, I work normally, like like a, I don't overwork myself. I, I try my best, you know. Um, but yeah, it's possible to end up with like a good career, a good, uh, a good place to work, something you can enjoy and not like kill yourself over, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think you said something very important. The first thing you said is that failure hurts. That's just as it is. And that is an experience that we make. And it should not stop us from trying again. I mean, just the fact we, we can't avoid this pain of, of failure by not trying because then we will fail forever. So the first thing is that you have to try again and again, like you did trying to get an internship, for example. And the other thing I think is very important to understand is that you shouldn't change yourself just to get something like you said, they didn't want you because you were animated. I mean, um, you can't actually try to be someone else just to get an opportunity, you have to find something where they appreciate who you are. So not getting that job because they didn't like the way you were animated is actually a good thing, even though the failure feels bad and yeah and then the third thing that i find really important here is the the fact that you grow through failures you know you learn something you learn something about yourself you learn something about the opportunities you're looking for and all this stuff so i think it's very 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 good point good points that you made here yeah thank you for that so and you also started talking about how much you enjoy your job and maybe you could talk a little bit about what you do on a daily basis to give people an idea what solutions engineer do and what the role looks like um sure so i'll give you an example of what uh maybe like a day-to-day -day looks like for a solution engineer um pre-covid of course because that kind of changed a lot of things um but essentially we help our customers with our solutions we are trying to understand their problems that they're having we try and uh, pitch well we'll be there to support them to say oh we know something that can help you how this solution could work in your own environment so we're essentially a problem solver you could say um mm -hmm. in an in the most um simplest form mm -hmm. um and let's say if it before covid i would have maybe um 
I'll in a in a working week, I'll spend maybe three or four days at a customer site. So I might be going to one of my customers, I'll spend a day with them, we'll go through um, their issues, we'll go through uh, solutions, we'll probably have lunch. And that's how uh, most of my day will be spent at this customer's um, office or their um, site. And then I'll probably have one day where I maybe go into the office or I'll maybe work from home. It's super flexible, which mm -hmm. I love. Um, so essentially, that's what we do. You Again, you don't need to be the most technical person for this because, like I said, for the graduate program, they um, they go through all, they teach you everything you need to know. Like I, when I walked in, I didn't know anything about VMware technology, but during the graduate program, they teach you everything that you need to know to do the job. The only thing I would say um, is kind of key is um, if you like, if you get a good sense of feeling after you solve someone's problem, that achievement, um, then that's great. That's a this is a good role for you. Um, you gotta be like you, you have to not be too shy to like talk to a customer. You gotta be confident to talk to new people every day because that's what I have to do. And be a good listener because um, if you don't listen and you're just always talking, you you never understand what the what the customer's trying to achieve, what their roadmap looks like, what their how they want to transform the tech, transform their um, IT. But yes, so I'd say uh, it's all more the, about the soft skills rather than the techie skills but that's pretty much what we do uh i might deliver some presentations here and there we do have um some days where we run events where we just talk about certain technology so there's there's a lot involved in the solution engineering role but the good thing is again you make the role how you want it to be you know that you're not um I, I would never be able to give you like a list of bullet points where you're stuck on like you know, that's all you do there's so much to it um but yeah, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, you enjoy doing what you're doing a lot. And um, you talked a lot about um, how you communicate with the customer, that you have to understand them, that you have to be able to listen, and that it's more about the soft skill than the um, tech skills. I mean, you have a degree in computer science, which obviously helps, but you actually feel that this is more about um, soft skills which are the soft skills that you feel are the most important in your role that you have maybe explain that a little bit sure um yes i i definitely agree i do think the soft skills is uh what they look for especially during the interview uh, process uh even when we now do interviews we try and find out uh, all the soft skills that person has because um as long as someone is willing to learn and um because like I said, you get taught everything you need to know. And if that person is willing to learn and uh, likes IT, then you're kind of already there. Um, but yeah, uh, some of them, like I did mention, would be the listening skills, the communication skills. Um, uh, problem solving again, if you if you like to solve problems. And um, I think it does help if you've had prior experience to things like um, Maybe not nothing have to, but if you've done a role in let's say tech support before, that mm -hmm. really does help because you really understand what a customer like the pain points are and things like that really do help. Like for example, before I even started my internship, I had a part time job just mm -hmm. to get through um, university, and I worked at Curry's PC World. Uh, so I sold tech, so I sold computers, TVs, um, and I was part of the um, computer section and as part of it i actually was also um, in the help desk area so where they have uh, issues so like my laptop doesn't work my ipad doesn't work mm -hmm. and uh i think a lot of my skills came from there you know i i apologies um i learned that 
uh, when a customer is going through their problems, the worst thing you can do is just over talk. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to them. You need to understand that, okay, there's an issue. We need to help them. Um, even if the customer doesn't see how it's maybe their fault, um, you have to give them that chance to vent out all that uh, frustration before you go in pitching a solution. So I think a lot of skills do come from, let's say, part-time jobs. You might not even know it. You might be, I don't know, serving, um, you might be working at Tesco or, or something, but everything that you do, you're picking up all the soft skills. And I think everything does shape you to become a really good solution engineer. Uh, but yeah, the, I would say the main things, like I just said, would be the listening and the communication skills. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so you already talked about how much you enjoyed the internship and the graduate program, but what is it what you like about working at VMware now? I mean, of course, there's the flexibility, but what else do you enjoy about life at VMware? Um, so the one thing I do love is the culture at VMware. And this one is quite hard to explain unless you've kind of been there. But I think um, when you, especially when you have like a lot of uh, friends who are like going for this, who are like maybe like a similar age going for the same things as you you see the difference like when i went for my internship um if i was given responsibility i was allowed to like actually bring in revenue for the company oh i wasn't just told to oh could you make some tea and coffee for me you know they really trust you as an intern uh even as a graduate program um you never feel like there's a hierarchy uh like at the moment i do some like technology sessions with the cto joe bagley um and yeah, like I said, I'm a I'm a graduate um, doing this, so it's it's amazing. Like I'm able to do um, sessions with the the CTO, and it's not like oh you're a graduate. Like I get I feel like there's no hierarchy. You, you know I could um, book a meeting with like let's say CTO or anyone, and openly tell them you know how I'm feeling if I'm struggling or anything. And I love that culture at VMware where you don't we not felt like uh, you're at the bottom of the food chain, if that makes sense. You know, um, you're, it's very welcoming. Um, we have really good diverse groups here. There's a lot of pods that I am involved in. So there's like the women pod, there's um, Asian at VMware. So we have all these groups at VMware where, you know, if you're interested in something, you can take part in it, which is amazing. Um, we have a Gen V group. Again, this is uh, like a network for young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you did uh, help create as well. So you have a lot of um, responsibility. You do feel important. Um, mm-hmm. You never feel like you're shoved to the side um, and never looked at as a you know like a small person within a such a huge company as well. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we have like thousands and thousands of employees. So um, it's amazing that you do get recognised for all of this. So I do love the culture here. Um, and I think that's a very important reason why I wanted to come back. Even during the internship, I saw that. And that's the one reason why I just wanted to come back. I, I absolutely loved it. I'm so glad that you're enjoying working at VMware. That sounds amazing. Um, but I also feel you have a lot of energy. I mean, you're <laughs> someone who has a lot, a lot of drive and energy. And I think that also accumulated in creating company during lockdown. I mean, um, I would like to understand a little bit about more about that process. You said you enjoy playing games and then you couldn't play with your friends during lockdown. But what goes into creating a whole uh, company? I mean, that's uh, with an online presence and developing that looks like so much work because I obviously, I already joined one of your games and enjoyed it a lot, but I would like to understand how you do that. (laughs) Sure. Um, So like I said, um, during lockdown, I, over a weekend actually, uh, I thought of a really cool game and I was in my loft and I probably spent a whole weekend trying to make this game work. 
and initially it was just like um like a murder mystery on paper and then i what i did is i created into like a pdf document and i shared like this uh, attachment to all my friends so they could play it it wasn't on a website it was nothing like it was very very simple um just because i really wanted to play this game and because everyone loved it and more people want to like i used to like instagram be like oh yeah we're playing this really cool game more and more, more people played it and they were like this is so cool then when the new grads joined um one of the people who runs the um graduate scheme she was like oh we need to find a fun activity like usually uh you'll probably go to the bar or like um bowling or something and i was like oh i have this really cool game um if they want to play it and then that's when i was like oh god i have this game but it's not in a shareable format yet so then i asked my partner who also runs um who also created this with me if he could put this onto a website for me because uh, he's a lot better at web development than i am and he was like yeah of course Cool. So then he put it all onto a website for me. Um, his little younger brother, he studies uh, graphic design at university. So he drew all the characters and all the, um, you can say all the uh, graphics for the games. Mm -hmm. And we just had one game and it was on a website and it went crazy. Everyone loved it. And more and more people wanted to play it. And then I was like, okay, I physically can't do this by myself. So then we uh, put a pricing model on there. I got loads of university students who were out of uh, part-time jobs if they want to become hosts. So for every session they host, uh, they get paid for it. And at the same time, uh, people can play my games without me having to be there. Um, so that's how we tried to scale up. Um, we registered the company. Uh, it was all new to me. It's the first time I've never done this, but I just want to make sure I was doing everything by the books and doing it all properly. Uh, and uh, we had like Halloween and Christmas come up. So during Halloween, I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a, like a Halloween version of a new game. And then for Christmas, I'm in another game. And so these games don't take too long to create because they're very, very simple. But I do have like amazing team who helps make these. Like, like I said, his brother does all the graphic design and he does all the web development. All I need to do is come up with a story and uh, find all the little bits and bobs which connect to each other. Um, and like I said, I have a lot of university students at the moment who uh, help run and host my sessions. We train them up. Um, but yeah, uh, most of the time, this is like a weekend thing that I do or maybe after work hours. But uh, yeah, it's it's just gone. It, I did not expect to have do something like this. Um, but yeah, as you can already tell, I'm so overwhelmed by it as well as much as anyone else but yeah. i'm very very pleased and uh the main thing was i wanted to let a lot of people connect together because lockdown was a, like a really really weird time for people i wanted to connect people together so they could uh, interact with their friends and family and play games um initially i didn't even like charge or anything for this i'll just do it on my weekends and after work hours but because it grew so much i obviously had to get like some way of uh, maintaining this and scaling this up but um Honestly, it was more of a passion project more than a um, let's make money sort of project, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it also shows very nicely what is possible in our digital transformation world where, you know, you have all these little tools that you can use. You don't have to, you know, it used to be that you needed a whole lot of resources to do something like this. But now it, what it takes is an idea and a, people, and a few people with skills and then you can build something like that, which is amazing. I mean, this is one of the things I find so fun about working in tech. And I think that's something I want to share with as many people out there that these are the things you can do with, obviously, even if you don't like programming, you can make something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So also a really great story. Um, Andy, maybe um, before we wrap up, um, is there something you would like to recommend to young women who would like to start out in tech some 
um, some experience that you would uh, already like to share? I mean, you're still young, but you already have such a long journey and such an interesting journey behind you. I'm sure you have something you could recommend. Um, so what I would like to recommend is, um, so if you are, let's say you are studying like a tech, technical degree, um, bear in mind even if you're not like you say if you're not good at it doesn't mean you can't uh finish it and uh get a career in it if that's what you want to do and people who um aren't on a technical degree but see themselves working in it that's also possible it honestly the main thing is uh, having an interest so if you um there's a few conferences and stuff i used to attend uh because i found them cool like you know you saw these ar vr um gadgets you saw uh, 5g um stuff so anything that you find interesting and you just take part in um that's all you really need uh if you have an interest just go for it um sometimes you might feel like you need um everything on paper like uh two years experience uh doing this um a technical degree but half the time you don't and i think a lot of women especially if we don't tick all the boxes on a job description we won't apply for it and i i i'm one of those people if i don't tick these boxes i'm like yeah i'm never gonna get selected but you know what? give it a chance give it a try you you don't know you know uh you might be everything i'm looking for yes you might be missing a few things but it's not something you can't catch up on um the biggest thing i'll say is just have the passion um if you fail don't worry uh i used to think oh i failed something i'm never gonna get a job i i genuinely thought that and uh it's this phrase where i was like it's not that deep it's really not it's just every little thing helps you towards the next goal uh even if it takes you a little bit longer it takes you longer that's what it is it doesn't mean you failed in life completely so uh don't stress about any all your little failures it's just helping you grow i know it hurts but um we all have been there and uh people ordinary people like myself if i can do it i'm pretty sure everyone else can too but that's what i wanted to say Yes, thank you for that. Um, I think it's important that you said this, especially about even if you're not good at one specific thing in computer science, you still have a place in IT because there's so many things you can do here and you cannot actually imagine how many different roles are possible. And it doesn't matter if you fail at something, you can always get up, try again, try to try it differently and you might succeed. Life is not over till it's over. So always keep on trying. So thank you for joining me, Amvi. Thank you for giving me the time. Um, It was a pleasure talking to you. Goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Goodbye.